All right, everyone. Welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. I'm Nick Sowers here in the studio with my my buddy Nate Hyatt, and we're coming at you with another to the point. If this is your first time listening, this is just an opportunity for us to just get on here, take about 20, 30 minutes of your time, and just kind of talk about some things that have been happening in our lives, bouncing around our minds, or anything that we just kind of wanted to talk about. And full disclosure for today, Nate and I have not prepared really much of anything. So you're going to get the raw, unfiltered, and probably lots of ums and us. <laughs> that you are. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say one thing that I did want to talk about was, and I'll show this to you since you're sitting here. So see the background on my phone? So it's like a, basically a bunch of stars and nebulas and galaxies and all that other kind of stuff. One thing I wanted to talk about because I'm nerd now, seeing how we talked about the, the Large Hadron Collider last time, was the James Webb Space Telescope. They released That's some of the... actually next time. What? Because this is going to release tomorrow. The next podcast is... No. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, no, no. Because we talked about it on... Te- why, next- why you got to be messing with me, man? <laughs> 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 We've already bad. released that one. Yeah, we did. So anyway, so I'm right. He's wrong. Anyway, wrong. Um, so basically, the James Webb Space Telescope, NASA released some of the first images from that. And it's kind of cool because you put them side by side with Hubble which was launched, if I remember correctly, in the early 90s. And then they had to go up and, like, fix it. And I remember this because it was, like, so cool for me when I was a kid because I used to watch an old IMAX film called The Dream is Alive. And basically they went through everything for launching a, a shuttle into space, like, even through their, like, evacuation procedures. And then once they made it into space, like, how they worked out and, like, the treadmills and how they slept and everything. It was kind of cool. So I've always nerded out on that. Like I even wanted to go to space camp and everything as a kid. Like that, that was me. And, uh, which is interesting because like if you look at you and I, like, so if you look at societal stereotypes, like I'm the nerd cop and you're the jock hemp farmer. <laughs> like the jock hemp farmer. Completely opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> but anyway, back to the James Webb, uh, telescope is if you look at Hubble and the James Webb Space Telescope side by side, their images, they look similar, but James Webb almost looks a little clearer, which makes sense because it's, we're talking like 30 years difference in technology. But the cool thing is Hubble, at least the, the pictures that they were talking about, I'm not sure what Hubble's scientific suite is exactly like, but Hubble was looking at images when it would take a picture, it would take a picture in like a visible light, like meaning like the visible spectrum that our human eye can see. Mm-hmm. Whereas the James Webb Space Telescope takes it in all kinds of different spectrums. Like, so for instance, this picture that I showed you here, and I'll put that on um, the Instagram post. I'll put that picture and make sure to credit NASA, of course, um, to show you like those differences and those back and forths. But with the Hubble picture, there's like gaseous clouds that will get in the way mm-hmm. and like light doesn't penetrate it well. Um, visible light doesn't. Whereas like the James Webb takes the picture in the infrared spectrum. And then what it does is, is each gas like oxygen, nitrogen, helium, hydrogen, all those gases, they reflect light differently. They reflect infrared light differently. So they can actually tell what a specific gas is and like how it reflects the light. So then they will give that specific gas, like I think they gave oxygen blue, like they gave them these different hues Mm -hmm. and then they put all of that together and that makes up this image. But the cool thing is you can see through gas clouds 
because that infrared light will actually penetrate that gas cloud. So now you can see stars and galaxies. Yeah. Yeah. You can see stars and galaxies and everything behind the cloud as a result of, of, um, looking at it in the infrared spectrum. That's awesome. Yeah. I thought it was pretty neat. And it's wild that you'd like know all that. But this is, these are the things that I like read and know and all that. It's like when you were asking me about how, I knew all this stuff with audacity and doing all the sound editing. Like, I, while you were out enjoying life and partying and drinking and playing football, I was in my parents' basement playing with stuff like this. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's how I got to know it. Just playing with it. And it has paid dividends. That it has. That it has. Um. So, I also was thinking about something else on the way here. Of... I wanted to know your viewpoints and, and I want to know your honest viewpoints, not, not what you think I want to hear. Okay. So what, cause you're, you're obviously just like kind of your, you know, your average Joe, like you're the construction worker, like you're the, the, the uh, blue collar worker. You, you know, you use your body essentially to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like someone about, I, I kind of try to use my mind a little bit more for mine um, in the sense of, you know, just trying to leverage those things to, to make money. Like, for instance, working on computers, stuff like that. Hey, I'm just a dumb farmer, man. <laughs> yeah, because that's totally what I was saying. <laughs> of course, that's what you get out of it, you fucker. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I was curious. What what do you look for? What are, what are admirable qualities and what are things that you think make a good law enforcement officer? And And not just a law enforcement officer. But a law enforcement officer that would be like the head of a law enforcement organization. Like what, what attributes, what things would you want to see? What would you want to see them bring to the table? I mean, I mean, being in leadership like that, obviously that'd be a huge thing is like how they manage people to me. You know, I just feel like, um, in their leadership positions, they need to like, kind of like Jocko talks about with like, extreme ownership and this and that and push for um, that more up and down the, the line of command, I guess. Um, I don't know. He, he's trying to get me all political, man. <laughs> no, I want to know your honest input because then if anybody's listening to this, they can also give theirs too. It'd be cool to see that in the comments section. So if you're listening, like give us what you think in the comments section of like Facebook and Instagram and stuff like or even on your podcast platform. I mean, just like kind of like what you've talked about in the past, you know, upholding the Constitution and people's freedoms and this and that. And cops shouldn't be like debt collectors or, you know, tolling for the government. They shouldn't be. You mean like with tickets and stuff? Yeah. Like that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, with like minor stuff like that and being parking police. Just small little things, you know. Um, Do you feel that there is a need for some of that stuff? Yeah, well, a little bit. There has to be some enforcement. I mean, because, like, for instance, like, let's say you lived where you live, and, like, let's say your driveway was in front of your house there on 6th Street. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, And somebody parked across your driveway with a truck, and you couldn't get out, and you had to go to work. Well, obviously, for me to come and make them move their vehicle, there has to be a law saying that's illegal. Yeah. And, and if they don't move their vehicle, then I can enforce said law. So do you feel like as a result, like the, it, it's kind of like there are times there are needs for those things 
from time to time. Yeah, and I'm yeah, I'm just talking more from like the city management. Like, you shouldn't uh, people shouldn't have to count on the police generating revenue. I guess you know. I agree. Well, and you've heard me say the revenue streams are you know water, sewer, electricity, kind of stuff like that. Those yeah. are the revenue streams. Um, and then you know, also I was I was finding it interesting when we were at the gym, uh, Fatima. So to make a long story short without giving too much, cause it's an active case. There was a lady that w- had gotten arrested in lions at a, at a softball game. Mm-hmm. Well, during that arrest, she pushed the officer to try to keep from getting arrested. At which point she ends up on the ground in handcuffs. They pick her up, take her to jail. Yeah. Well, it was interesting to me that, um, cause, cause Fatima came up to me in the gym and was asking me about that of kind of like what happened. And of course I just basically gave her the very bare minimum, mm-hmm. you know, like, She'd committed this crime because I gave her basically the things that were required by law to release. Like if somebody goes to jail, we're required to tell them what they're charged with, what their bond is, if they've bonded, and if they haven't bonded, who bonded them. Like those are the things we're required to like tell people. So I basically just told her kind of like what she'd been charged with and, you know, that she'd pushed an officer and she'd been charged with that as well. Battery of a law enforcement officer is one of the things she was charged with. But I digress. Um it was interesting to me because she said that everybody there was like, oh, whoa, like when they saw the police show up because um, like the police more needed in that situation kind of thing. No, like like, for instance, like uh, when when they saw police dismount from vehicles to come to a softball game, they knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. That was the immediate mindset of that community. And you're going to hear in next week's podcast, we're going to have Bill Howard on and you'll hear in that podcast that he talks about. Um, how, you know, policing your community, like for instance, he worked in Kansas city, Kansas police department, and they had robberies, homicides, all this other kind of stuff. And they didn't have a huge population. They, Wyandotte County is actually one of, or that, I'm not sure if it was Wyandotte, but one of those counties was, yeah, that's, he was talking about Wyandotte. Yeah, Wyandotte was like one of the, the sm- second smallest county, but they had incredible crime rates. Mm-hmm. Whereas he said Olathe had like the second highest population, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And they have significantly less crime rates than they did. So they were talking about that difference in policing and it got me thinking. I'm like, that's weird. Like when I get out of my patrol car and I go to a softball or baseball game in Sterling, Kansas, um, it's not seen as like, oh, no, what happened? Oh, no, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. It's like a, hey, good to see you. You know, how are your kids? Like, or that kind of thought process. So that's kind of what I was thinking about. I wanted to kind of pick your brain on, you know, like, for instance, when we show up at the schools, like, we're there all the time. So yeah. the kids don't know if we're there for something negative or something positive. Mm-hmm. And 98% of the time, it's for something positive. We're just coming in to visit and say hi. Yeah. Make and, someone's day. <laughs> and it was interesting to me to see um, those differences in mindsets. And there, there is like a line, I swear to you, I can, it's almost like you can feel it when you're driving from Sterling to lines. It's like this line you cross and you're like almost in like foreign different territory Mm -hmm. because just the the thought processes and the mindsets and then the communities are so vastly different. And everybody always thinks like Sterling's all stuck up and all this other kind of stuff. And I can tell you, that, you know, just, just knowing, um, just knowing the two communities, like that's not it. Like everybody has their pride in their community. They just yeah. have their pride in their community in different ways and different things. And I think it's interesting to see how we can adapt law enforcement styles to fit that. Those certain pockets or different communities and how they react. Hmm. Well, and also 
you know, the, the, what the community, the dynamic of what the community is made up with will make a big difference too, because, you know, if you've got like, let's say for instance, a large immigrant population, they're probably <laughs> going to be more distrusting of law enforcement because of how where they came from, they came, where they came from, plus what they see in the media, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And so you just have to kind of just get out there and just like, I always encourage you to do like, just be you, right? Like, don't try to like just morph yourself genuine. to what everybody else wants. Like, just be genuine. That's and, what people want to see is a genuine person. Yeah. So, um, you guys went to a, uh, expo thing today, right? No, it was just, uh, um, it was a shop and grub, Wichita Festive does them. Um, what is it? Just, a um, like an outdoor market kind of thing. Kind of like a farmer's market in a similar. way? Similar. It's just. But on a bigger scale? There's like, oh, six or seven food trucks there and then shopping vendors. Um, there was another, oh, they're called, uh. Um, they do smoothies and slushies that are, uh, Delta eight, Delta nine infused, which I think was, we were commenting on that before this was kind of ballsy a little bit because there's a, there is some strife right now with and those psychoactive substances. There is, but it just depends on what County you live in and right. because you know, you're getting raided for that and Topeka and Cedric County, like there's pretty much dispensaries, you know? Well, I learned something new from you today. The, the HHC or whatever it was. What what is that? Um, what is it? Hydro. I mean, is it is it something that occurs naturally in the plant? It, it it's no, it's in the chemical, like in the um, the process where they extract it. They can change cannabinoids around and that kind of stuff. I think they add a hydrogen atom or something to it. So HHC is known to have similar effects to delta eight and delta nine as it possesses psychoactive properties. What does HHC actually stand for? Um, but so, so this is something. So now we're kind of getting out of the realm of like the natural plant, quote unquote, and more into the, the chemical, chemical playing around with mm-hmm. things. See, that's the part that I just don't like. I don't wrap my mind around. I don't like it. See, and the thing is, is these guys are going to keep doing this and getting around the laws. Well, they do. There, there's always somebody that does that with every mm-hmm. chemical compound. I mean, if you think it like things like, for instance, like K2 and all of those chemical compounds, they're, they're just changing those things. Those are all just those are basically failed attempts at mimicking cannabis synthetically. And so they just change one molecule, one carbon, one, you know, whatever. That, I mean, that's exactly what it is on the Delta eight and the Delta nine. Um, but what other what other strains and stuff do they have? Uh, THCO. And what is that? Um, it's another one where they're changing chemicals around, adding a molecule here and there. It's supposedly like like 50 times more potent or something like that than THC. So it's the fentanyl of the of the THC world. Not necessarily potency. fentanyl. It's more like... I guess psychedelic. probably more like, more like morphine then. So I was going to say more psychedelic almost. Well, I'm saying as far as potency is concerned, because if you look at opium in its natural state, mm-hmm. would be like what Delta 9 is. Okay. Delta 9 and opium would be like the same, because they're the yeah. naturally occurring psychoactive substance in that. Um, and I'm not sure what the psychoactive substance in opium is, but, um, <clears throat> you know, when they when they score the plant and yeah. that, it come, that, that liquid comes out. But uh, so now you refine it into morphine. Which okay. is going to be, you know, a derivative. Yeah. So now you've got this delta. What did you say? What was delta O? No, THCO. THCO. 
and THCP and THC. I mean, there's yeah so many different ones out there now. Well, and there's also so many minor cannabinoids that occur in the plant naturally, but in such slow amounts that mm-hmm. you can basically play around with that forever. Um, so also HHC means hexa hexahydrocannabinol, hexahydrocannabinol, naturally occurring in there, but it's rarely identified as it's a trace compound. So, so I mean, it's delta eight. Yeah, it is naturally occurring. Delta eight is in the plant. It's just it's such a minute amount that they convert. Yeah, they have to basically change that around. Mm-hmm. But it's also interesting to think. Um, so are you? Are they? If it's but if it's derived, if it's not derived from hemp, so you could take like a mar- like an actual marijuana plant, not mm-hmm. hemp, but marijuana, and extract vast amounts of delta nine very easily yeah. from it, and then convert that into delta eight. And now, but it's still illegal because it was derived from a marijuana plant, not derived from a hemp plant. Yeah, correct. Under the under the current law, from what I read in the attorney general's opinion. Yeah, Derek Schmidt's opinion. Yeah. Um so that's interesting. But like those were those were interesting to look at. Um I'd not seen those before. And they're, you said THCO, right? Let's mm-hmm. look at that one. They're everywhere, man. So THCO. And in Wichita, they're in every single CBD store. Like they're selling bud right next to it, you know. CBD bud is what they're calling it. But then there's or it's Delta 8 bud, but then they're spraying CBD bud with like Delta 8 distillate, and that's how they're calling it. So it's THCO acetate is what it's called. Uh, it can be purchased off of online hemp retail websites and also evidently from those guys in uh, in uh, Hutch or Wichita. Mm-hmm. Are they from Wichita? Mm-hmm. Okay. They've got, it's CBD Plus is the name of the store that he's got, and they've Got three stores in Wichita, I think. They're a franchise, a national franchise. Have you ever checked out this website, Arrowhead, before? They talk so. about basically uh, responsible use of pretty much any substance. Like mm-hmm. even they'll even talk about responsible use of methamphetamine. Really? Um, but anyway, this is basically a timeline. This guy wrote what it means to have his experiences with THCO acetate. So he'll talk about he took fifty milligrams at five p.m. and here's him writing through that whole process of what it feels like. So he talks about 15 minutes in, he has a slight head change, but he says possibly a placebo. About an hour in, um, or is that an hour or a minute? I'm assuming that's, that's, that's an hour. I'm assuming that's going to be an hour, yeah. No visuals worth mentioning. Every of those things seem a tiny bit off in an indescribable way. Um, he's thinking at two and a half hours, I'm beginning to think the psychedelic effects of THC are overhyped. And of course, the interesting thing about this is you don't know if this guy is a chronic user or not. So mm-hmm. he might, he have might have built up some type of a tolerance. <coughs> uh, it's similar to doing a micro dose of some traditional psychedelic along with a dab. So if we go down, he, now he's going to do a hundred milligrams instead of 50. He says, and 20 minutes in slight head chains reminds me of when I take mushrooms or acid, I feel a little tingle way before the trip starts to ramp up. But about an hour in, he says that he feels reasonably stoned and that he, uh, I have a high tolerance of THC, so there we go. He answers that question. Um, so in other words, it probably knocked me on my ass. <laughs> um, he said two hours in, I was expecting the psychedelic effects to be stronger, but honestly, it isn't too different from the first time at all, very similar to Delta 9 THC. So there's a breakdown of that. 
I wonder what they say about HHC on Ar- Arrowhead. This is kind of where I learned that's my wild. stuff. Yeah, that's kind of where I learned all my stuff. Uh, let's see. Arrowhead Cannabinoids Vault. What do we got in here? Common name brands. K2, Mojo, Scooby Snacks, Spice. Um, I didn't see anything on HHC there. Maybe they haven't done anything with it yet. It's almost like you're a cop or something, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting when I can... Uh, oh, hey. Now, this is where I'm starting to fucking nerd out. Look at that right there. 9-beta-hydroxy-hexahydrocannabinol. That's what it actually is. Now I'm going to have to remember that. Like, just like uh, ecstasy is 3,4-methylene-dioxy-methamphetamine. So, uh, 9-beta-hydroxy-hexahydrocannabinol, which is interesting because typically when you have a hydroxy compound like this, it's not psychoactive. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, uh, that's interesting. Because typically, uh, no, 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 it is psychoactive. Carboxy, my bad. Carboxy is non-psychoactive. So, like, well, the body will break it down. So, like, when we get blood results, mm-hmm. you'll see, you'll typically see delta nine THC. You'll see delta nine carboxy THC and delta nine hydroxy THC. Hydroxy is a metabolite, meaning your body broke it down from the delta nine THC into delta nine hydroxy THC, and then it continues to break it down until it gets it to a point where it can flush it out of the system. That's wild. Yeah. So that's what your body does with everything. Do you know your body actually cannot metabolize heroin like in its pure form? It actually has to break it down into something else first and then it can metabolize heroin. So like it takes a while to metabolize out. That is insane. Yeah. So uh, anyway, everybody listening to this is going to be like, why did I listen to this podcast today? This is fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> this guy's saying things I don't even know. Um, Over my head, man. So it says that the HHC was designed to fit a combined theoretical profile of an analgesic cannabinoid, meaning analgesic would be like pain relief, a pain relief cannabinoid. Um, and, and actually what you see a lot with these compounds is they'll, they're going to be made for like people are going to want them for specific things. Like there are scientists actually that are trying to do like legit work mm-hmm. and they're trying to find things that will help specific people with specific things. It's like a psilocybin. Is that how you say it? Yeah. The, the mushroom mushrooms yeah. like microdosing that they're seeing that to where it's like open neuron pathways and stuff yeah. for people with alzheimer's and that kind of thing they're even using like a ketamine for severe major depressive stuff because it literally is a, a reset switch to the mind literally it, it can take your depression and go done but you have to try everything first yeah. before they give you ketamine that is nuts. Well, and and seeing people go on those ketamine trips too, they feel Where like. Where are they doing that at? Uh, like you, in the it's unit? it's in a yeah yeah it's in it's a that's very new. It's something that you probably haven't heard of. Again, I nerd out on this stuff. Nope. Um, but you 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 have to be in a hospital environment. Like this will be an inpatient thing. Oh, it's okay. not it's not like hey here's your ketamine take it home. Yeah. Um, because that would sell street value for an insane amount of money. Insane ketamine would. Um, and it's under the dissociative anesthetic, which is interesting because if you think of dissociative anesthetics, it literally dissociates your brain from your body. It's like it literally disconnects your brain from your body is kind of what the, what, why they call it a dissociative anesthetic. That's why, uh, dextromethorphan works in making it to where you don't cough. So the cough medicines have Mm -hmm. dextromethorphan. It literally cuts off the signal to cough from your brain. Modern medicine is a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. 
and it can make you incredibly high if you do a lot of it. But <laughs> but the problem is is typically they exist with other things like aspirin, Tylenol, etc. So in order to get a high effect from the dextromethorphan, you're taking insane toxically high levels of like Tylenol and other kind of stuff. Because obviously when you take that pill. Mm-hmm. You can't just take the dextromethorphan out. You're taking everything else that's in that mm-hmm. pill with it. So you could actually kill yourself or damage your your stomach or damage your kidneys or whatever by doing that. So don't try that at home, kids. Wouldn't recommend. Derek, if, you're, Derek if your kids are listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're educated now. Look at that, man. No script. And we're at like 26 minutes already. Holy cow. Damn, we did good. We do good. We didn't even make freaking notes or nothing. Nope. And you didn't sound like a robot because you were talking normal. And everybody's uh, asleep right now. (laughs) They turned it (laughs) off. They stopped listening 15 minutes (laughs) ago. (laughs) These guys were done for the day. Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see where that... Where the cannabis market goes, man. I'm I'm, I'm honestly, like, hopeful. It's either, like... like, To me, I, I hope it keeps growing, but, like, eventually, like you said, like, they're going to just cut it. Well, here, here's the problem is, is that eventually it will. I mean, that, the simple fact of the matter is it will be recreationally legal in Kansas. may not be next year. It may be next year. Maybe a decade from now. It may be 10 years from now. But the thing is, at some point it will be. But what you're going to get is, is you're just going to get the major pharmaceutical companies that come in and just buy everything up. And we're going to be right back to the status quo. Yeah. And they'll, they'll and, and, and if... If they chose to keep something like that open, the price is going to be like stupid high um, or they're just going to shut it down. Kind of like you've heard and again heard oil companies do on like hydrogen powered or water powered cars, things like that. Mm -hmm. One of those two things are going to happen. You know, the price is going to be or they're going to make it prescription only, you know, something like that. I could see that. And uh, I don't know if that happened nationally. They might try to do that in Kansas and like, oh. Now the black market's doing really good. But, you know, the interesting thing about cannabis is, is like, for instance, Adderall, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't grow Adderall in my backyard. Yeah. So when it comes to cannabis, people could still do it illegally. Like, let's say, for instance, they buy everything up and they change the laws around whatever again. You could still pretty easily gain access to cannabinoids. That you can. Whereas gaining access to, like, cancer treatment meds or something like that, that's going to take some scientists that know what the hell they're doing. They're all uh, made in China and shipped over here. <laughs> so set up. That's it, man. That's around a, a close to thirty minutes ish. So it's a good day. That's appreciate good you day. guys listening and take it away, homie. Yep. Thanks for listening to the higher points uh, today. Um, hope you guys have a good uh, good week. Um, go ahead and if you guys would just share share the podcast a little bit. You know, like show your friends if you enjoyed what we uh, talked about. Um, Go leave us a review if you would. Um, those really go a long ways, uh, helping helping with algorithms and helping uh, our podcast grow. So we uh, we appreciate everybody that listens, and uh, we uh, hope you have a good week. Don't forget to check us out on our social media on Instagram at the Higher Points, uh, Facebook at the Higher Points Podcast, and on our website www.thehigherpoints.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>